closer and closer to uh, the nine days from Shkia of Rosh Chodesh Av begins the nine days. And as we mentioned in the beginning when we were discussing the halachas of the three weeks, so we talked about the idea of as we get closer and closer to Tishabav, to Shvur Shachalboy, to Erev Tishabav, and of course to Tishabav itself, the halachas get a lot more chamel. So everything we've discussed until now, la halacha, has been regarding the three weeks. What we have to now discuss is we're going to shift gear into the nine days halachas. And Be'ezus Hashem, it won't be Negea, Mashiach will come, and we won't have to do any of this. But if unfortunately uh, that's not the case, then on Tuesday afternoon, or evening, depending on where, I guess, where you are in the world, you will having to be keep the nine days, again, it starts by Shkia of Rosh Chodesh Av. Okay? The Mishnah in Tainis, Chavavam Abbas, tells us, Mishnah Nas Av, Mematin Besimcha. That when Av enters, Simcha goes down, right? The only other time we find the opposite to this is by Adar, right? Mishnechnas Adar, Marbin Besimcha. And now we're holding my Mishnechnas Av, Mamatin Besimcha. And that's an important idea to understand. Uh, and that's why we have many of the Minhogim of Avedis, which gets a little bit more intense as we lead up to the climax of Tisha B'Av. And Mamatin Besimcha. So it's a time that we're meant to be Mamayat Besimcha. And Chazal have given us various gedorim of how to do that. So let's try to go through them as much as we can today. And Be'ezus Hashem will continue tomorrow to have a little bit of an understanding so that when Tuesday comes along, we'll know what to do. And we'll start with the first, uh, most famous halacha, and that is the Issa of eating meat and drinking wine. Now this is a very difficult one for those of you in South Africa. I made this mistake last year. I was in South Africa last year, and every time I tell this to people, they're like, wow, South Africa, how much meat did you eat, all the bras, it must have been unbelievable. I said, well, actually, I was there for the nine days. Like, are you serious? That, that is the only time of year you're not meant to go to South Africa, right, is during the nine days. And I was there for the entire nine days. It was beautiful, had an incredible time, had incredible hosts as well that I stayed by. And it was really, it was an incredible experience. The community was an incredible community. And I look forward to going back there, Be'ez Hashem. Uh, but this year we're just going to have to do and share on Zoom. But anyway, it was hard. And we really felt the Horban. I do have to tell you, we felt the Horban. Like, not eating meat in South Africa. Like, you know, in other places, no, so you don't eat meat. You have this, you have falafel, you have... You know, there's a million things you can eat. But in South Africa, that is like your bread and butter. That's what you eat for breakfast. So, like, not eating meat for the nine days in South Africa is mummish, like a huge punishment. Uh, but for most of us, it's not the biggest punishment in the world. It may be hard, it may be uncomfortable, but <laughs> guess what? That's the point. That's what it's there for. Now, this halacha, interestingly enough, is not even mentioned in the Gemara. Nowhere does it say in the Gemara that you're not allowed to eat meat, but it's brought down in many, many of the Rishonim. What is the reason? Now, we always like to try and understand why we do things. I got an email, as I told you once, from a fellow that says to me, um, I, I you know, hope you don't mind me asking, but I like to understand what I do. And I said they should be more like you in Clally's role. More people that actually care of why they do what they do, not just like autopilot, press the button, beep, and go on autopilot their entire life. They actually understand they, what they do and why they do it. So you ask most people, why don't we eat meat? They'll say, I don't know, it's the nine days, and I'll eat meat. Uh, yeah, but why? It's such a shame. You know, you do it and you have no understanding why, so you kind of don't fulfill the purpose of the whole thing. So there are two major reasons. Again, all brought down in the Rishonim, it's not in the Gemara. One reason is, is it minimizes Simcha. Again, since the Mishnah in Tainus Chavavu Mabes tells us, Mishnah Nasav, Mamatin Besimcha, so when the nine days arise, which is the beginning of 
Rosh Chodesh Av, which is Tuesday night, Be'ezus Hashem, is we have to memayit Simcha. What is the classic meat of Simcha? Be meat. Because how do we know that? Because we know when it comes to Shabbos and Yontif, we try to eat meat. Especially Yontif. It's a shal of a mitzvah. Because it brings a person Simcha. In Simcha Elah, Babasa V'yayim. And therefore, basar, meat, is definitely included in Simcha. And that's one of the main reasons why we minimize uh, our Simcha, not by eating, not eating. And that's reason number one. Reason number two, of which most people don't know, is because we're mourning the end of the Korban Tomid and the Nisuch Hayayin. Right? The, the base of Midrash was destroyed. We no longer were able to bring the Korban Tomid, which was meat, and the Nisuch Hayayin, which was the wine. And therefore, to represent that, getting closer to Tishabav, during the nine days, we don't eat meat and don't drink wine to remember that we don't no longer have a Korban Tomid and the Nisuch Hamayim. There is one more reason, the, uh, the Archas Chaim, the Kolboi bring, and that is the loss of the Evan Shesia. Okay, so these are the three basic reasons why we don't eat meat and don't drink wine. Now, I will tell you, very important, again, again, most people just don't know this, there's a Gemara in Baba Basra, where the Gemara tells us very clearly that really you're not allowed to eat meat all year. Really, you're not allowed to drink wine all year. Can you imagine? Can you imagine, Aaron, what would breakfast look like not eating meat every single day of the year? You're not allowed. Gemarim Bab Metziah. You're not allowed to eat meat, Me'ikadin, the entire year. However, the island couldn't cope. We're living in a generation. Oh, Rabbi, I can't do it. It's too difficult for me. Come on, give me a heta. Come manage. So the Gemara says, they said, all right, you know what? Nine days you can. So all those people that come along and saying, oh, my gosh, what, what, what are we going to eat? What, it's almost like Pesach. You know how it goes on Pesach? People are nervous when it comes to Pesach. Like, oh my gosh, Pesach is coming. I'm already, I'm already hungry. I can already feel my stomach growling because Pesach is coming. What am I going to eat? So it's like, it's almost the nine days in a few more days. That's Chaparain. I'm already planning my Shalashudas next week to have Fleshiks during Shalashudas. Are you serious? It's nine days. Of which Friday and Shabbos are in between. Come on, seriously. And one of them is Tishabav, you can't eat anyway. So, like, you know, what's the big deal? Terrence's people just make a thing of nothing. But the idea is if you think about it from the perspective of, well, really the whole year you're not allowed to have meat, so the very fact that we're allowed to have the whole year you should be a Simcha Gedoyla, nine days we can cope. And that's really what a person is meant to be thinking. Again, it's meant to be uncomfortable, remember that, yeah? It's, yes, it's meant to be uncomfortable. It's not Gishmak! Because guess what? We don't have a base on Mikdash. That's also not Gishmak. You'll manage without your steak. Let's move on. Now, it's very, very chomo. You should know to eat meat during the nine days is very, very chomo. In fact, the Yorah HaShulchan's Loshan of a person who eats meat or drinks wine is over ala neder. It's a very chomo thing. Parashas Matos, Masay, we just had it now. On Shabbos, to be over a neder is a very, very dangerous thing. We don't wish it on anyone, and therefore, it's a per- the person has to be very, very careful. Now, let's try to understand what that means. First of all, yes, it means basar, it means meat, but it means also chicken. We include chicken, and we include anything cooked with meat. The Mishnah Bura says, what if you have, for example, something cooked in a ben yoymei fleshik pan? What's that, what does that mean? Right, for example, let's say Shabbos, you made uh, chicken soup, or meat soup, whatever. Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, you made a vegetable soup in the same pan that within 24 hours, you used for meat. Within 24 hours, it was used for hot meat. The halacha is its mutter. Even though it's basically fleshiks, and if you mix milk with it, you're in big trouble, if it's a benyayma. But legabe, the nine days, then you can be makel in that case. You should know, by the way, Ravozna and Shevet Halevi has a habamina. If you're allowed to eat fish, 
during the nine days. Now, obviously, he's coming from Eretz Yisrael. Why? Because at the end of the day, fish is very, very expensive, right? In where I live, in Eretz Yisrael, in Yushalayim, fish is almost the same price as a piece of steak, which is why you don't find fish that much. So, therefore, he's, he's coming along to say, well, you're right, they said meat, but that means only meat or anything chashav. Fish is also chashav. But Lamaise, he says, it is definitely going to be muta without any problem whatsoever. Now, a tavshul shel what is a tavshul shabasa? A tavshul shabasa means, um, let me give you a good example. You make a cholent, and you take out a potato from the cholent. You wash the potato under the tap, so it's totally clean. Are you allowed to eat that during the 90s? I'll take you a step further. If you eat that, you have to wait six hours. So, l'maysa me'ikah dinah shulchanoch in yodesim a'peitah says no, but we pass in according to Ramah that says yes. Which means that the minig over here is to be machmeh, and we consider that to be meat mamish. And therefore, if you take, for example, the, the potato from the chana, and you clean it off, and you cut off the sides, whatever, doesn't make a difference. At the end of the day, it is considered meat. Tavshul shabasa is meat, and therefore it's a problem. By the way, interesting question, what happens if, uh, you know, you're making a vegetable soup, and your baby brother is, you know, he's fed up with this whole business, so he decides to go to the freezer, takes a little piece of meat, a small little shtickle of meat, and he throws it into the vegetable soup. And then it cooks. And it comes. everyone's busy eating it. And he's smiling away. And everyone's like, why are you smiling? He's like, because all of you are eating meat. They're like, no, no, it's a vegetable soup. No, 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 I, I put in a piece of meat into there. Ah, chutzpah. Right? Maybe he needs a bit of chinach lessons. But, if it was bottled b'shishim, then it's mutter. That means if there was 60 times more ch- uh, vegetable soup than the meat he put in, then it's not considered to be meat. Which means, if by mistake a person's cooking something pariv, and liquid, which is easier, and all of a sudden some meat goes into it, or he found out there was some meat at the bottom of the pot, whatever, wasn't cleaned out, then as long as there was shishim kinegdai, then it's going to be muta in that case without any problem whatsoever. So that is generally the halachos of meat. When it comes, comes to yayin, comes to wine, so wine includes grape juice, by the way, we will have to discuss, Be'ezus Hashem, how you're going to make havdala next Shabbos, that's right, next Shabbos, meaning the Shabbos coming up, you have to make Havdalah. How do you make Havdalah? With either wine or grape juice. But it's during the nine days, you're not allowed to drink wine or grape juice. So how are you going to make Havdalah? So well, the Kiddush obviously allowed, because it's during Shabbos. Shabbos, you have no problem whatsoever eating meat and wine. But Matzah Shabbos, you have a problem. So we'll discuss that better when we get there. But the Allah is, says with Moshe, is not only wine, but it's also grape juice. Not only that... Even if it's diluted grape juice and it still retains its original taste, is going to be asa. Ask the Paiskim, what about any alcoholic beverages? Like, for example, beer or whiskey or these sorts of things. These are all motor. All of these things are motor during the nine days. As I pass on the Ramah, Shavichuva. They talk about um, I, um, grape juice ice pops. Right, well, you, you literally, I'm not talking about flavored ones that never saw grape in their lives. I'm talking about the real ones. The ones where you literally take a grape juice and you pour it into a mold and you make, you know, ice pops out of it or icicles, whatever, whatever, I, I, popsicle, I don't know, whatever the word is, depending on where you are in the world. So those things obviously are going to be awesome because again, it's basically grape juice. So you're not allowed to do that. What about, what about, because, you know, we always have to find some way out. Like the, like the Gemara tells us in Cholin, everything the Rebunshim created, there's something that's mota. Now we have tuna steak. Tuna steak. Right? You have a steak which looks like meat, tastes like meat, but is surprisingly enough fish. Right? Is that a problem during the nine days? No, the tunnel. What do you say? No way, right? 
Impossible. It's for sure okay. Very good. It's for sure okay. It's for sure okay. There's not any problem whatsoever. By the way, must tell you this one, a very important one, and that is if you by mistake chas v'shalom make a bracha on meat or wine, the post can say you are allowed to taste from it, right? Because a bracha lavatol is a daraisa, and we're dealing with things of a derabon on minhag level, and therefore that's why you're allowed to make a bracha. You'll have to eat a little bit of it. Now, children, okay, those of you with children in the house, it's a very common question, especially um, on Erev Shabbos, People want to give their kids cholent. People want to give their kids sometimes even chicken and meat and put them to bed. Shabbos is late. Or even during the week. Sometimes kids, you know, there's a limit to how much power they can eat. Or sometimes he's allergic to cheese. Or there could be lots of different things, right? So basically the idea is like this. Any child that is over the age of chenuch. Now, chenuch over here, says the Morgan of Gimel, means chenuch to this. That means chenuch to Chorban Beis HaMikdosh. Now, how old do you think a child has to be to really understand what Chorban Beis HaMikdosh means? It's quite old. He's not three years old. He's not four. He's not even five. He's probably not six. Maybe he's seven. I'm sure there are children out there at six years old that already understand these things. Maybe there's even children at five. You have to know your child. If your child has no idea what Chorban Abayis is, yes, he came home from Gan with a picture of the Kaisal and it was broken and... That doesn't mean he understands what Chorban Beis Hamikdash is, right? And therefore, only if he understands it. So again, I would I would dare to say it's somewhere between six and eight is when he has a din chiyuv, which means at that stage he's not allowed to have meat anymore and the wine, obviously. If he's totally under the age of chenach, which means basically he's a very young child, he's he's three years old, under three, a hundred percent mutter. Right, from zero to three, a child's allowed to have meat without any problem whatsoever. Over six to eight, also not. So between three and seven, let's say, or three and six, or three and eight, that age over there, what do we do? The Mishnabur Lemaisa is Machmi, up here the Elia Rabba, Dogamavava, or Chashogan Egus Moisha, because of Agmas Nefesh for the Godel. And therefore, it should not be done unless there's a Mokum Tzorich, or Vosna said that if a child needs to, Right, you have children, for example, are five, six years older than under the age of, you know, understanding, but for protein reasons, or for diet reasons, or for allergic reasons, whatever it is, if there's a tzorech, there's definitely a mockum to be made up in that case without any shayla whatsoever. I will tell you, when it comes to Ereshab, is a very common shayla. But Moshe talks about this, and he says that an hour or two before Kabbalah Shabbos, for a child that's not staying up for Shabbos, are allowed to eat meat. Meaning, even if they're older than their regular age. If they're under three, of course you're allowed. We're talking about a child over three, where it's already you know, more of a mockum to be bachme, but it's a couple of hours before Shabbos, they're about to go to bed, you want to give them some chicken soup, some chicken, put, get them, put them to bed, and absolutely, there is no problem with that whatsoever. And obviously, if a child is allergic to cheese and other things as well, then it won't help you, and then that will be okay. Now, let's move on. How much time do we have? Okay, we have a couple more minutes, and let's discuss one last Shiloh, which is a um, one that I don't really want to discuss too much, Barabin, but you know what, we'll discuss it anyway, and that is the famous question about having a shower during the nine days. Yes, this is the one that, Rabbi, come on, it's going to be Muta. Everyone's, you know, alright, let, let's talk like this. First of all, first of all like this, I, I'm actually going to start with, when we're talking about washing, I'm going to start with the washing of your clothing. Because we start with the clothing, then we move on to the guf. Okay? That's a much easier one for me. Thank you. So, first of all, the Ramah Paskins, that you're not allowed to do any washing during the nine days, even if you're going to use the clothing after Tisha B'av. Meaning, it doesn't make a difference when you're wearing the clothing. The washing is a problem. What's the reason? Says the Mishnah Bura, Messiah Daitum and Avenus. 
You're, you're meant to be, this is a time, you're meant to be thinking of the Avelis. You're meant to be thinking of Abayis. You should wake up in the morning and say, Oi, there's no Besamekdash yet. So if you're going to have to do washes, you're going to be Messiah Das from that. And therefore you're not allowed to do that. Ah, you're going to ask me a Kasha. What are you going to say? I know the question you're going to ask me. You're dying to ask this Kasha. Right, Daniel? Yitzi, what's the Kasha? Poshet. If you're telling me that the whole... This is where everyone gets lumbers. If you're telling me that the whole reason of washing is Messiah Das Menavelas, so let the Gosha cleaner do it. Let the Gosha cleaner do it. She has no Isra Avelis. No problem Avelis for the cleaner. What's the answer? Says the Mishra, you're right, but it's Marasayim. Shouldn't do it. Even the guy's not allowed. Now, by the way, people think it's only a gate to clothing. It's everything. Towels, uh, mats, tablecloths, uh, tea towels, bed sheets, curtains, I don't know. Every single thing is included in this, with the exception of children. And the getter of a child is someone who basically can't keep himself clean. So if you feel that you're one of those included in that category, that you can never keep yourself clean, then you have a din child. And if you have a din child, you can wash your clothing, no problem whatsoever. Okay? But then we'll give you other dinim of children as well. Now, when it comes to a shaitel, this is a very nagar. I don't know how many guys have a shaitel over here, or you intend on going into business of shaitels. But if you do, then most posts in Ravazna and Shevet Alevi and Ravalyash and Zatzal held that you cannot wash or set a shaitel. I will tell you that my Rosh Hashiva of Shaiba was Makel, and he said, Be'etzim, it's got a din of a clean, not a baguette. And if it's got a din of a clean, it's like washing your plate. You're not allowed to wash your plates after you're eating? Of course you are. You're not allowed to wash kate clothing, but kate mamata. Rosh Hashiva held that a shaitel is a din of a keli, not of a baguette. And therefore, he said, it's better to do it before the nine days. That's why I'm telling you these halachas now, by the way. Just in case you want to wash your mother's shaitel before the nine days, try to make sure you do it before Tuesday afternoon. Right? Okay. Polishing shoes. Are you allowed to polish the shoes during the nine days? So the halacha is, and again, Rav Moshe, Shevet Alevi discussed this, and they say that if it lost its color, it lost its shine, then you're allowed to give it a little bit of a, a, a you know, a reshine. But there's certain shoe shiners that it's like a whole avoider. Right? I'm, not, I'm not talking about the ones that you buy with a bottle, and you just like, you know, go over it, and it gives it like a little shine. Those are muta. <coughs> I had them when I was in Shiva. I don't know how many people use them now, right? It's like a whole cream, and you put it on, and you wipe it off. It's all gesheft. That would be asa. That, that's more of a malach of cleaning, and that would be asa. What about stain removal? What if, you, what if you're eating spaghetti bolognese? And it's, as we said, it's going to happen. It's inevitable. And it what? That's one slurp, and bang. Oh, oh. I need to keep the shirt for the next nine days. What am I going to do now? So can I sort of, just take some, obviously not on Shabbos, because on Shabbos I'm on Chayv Misa for that, right? Because it's Asa. It's, it's a Daraisa, Yerushalmi, even with saliva. But I'll go upon during the week. I take some, I'll just take some water and do spot cleaning, basically. So spot cleaning is muta. There's no problem. Even br- brushing the dust of your very dusty hat, which you haven't worn for few days, so then you are allowed to uh, brush off the dust without any problem whatsoever. Cleaning the house, light cleaning is muta. Shining and all professional malachas of cleaning will be a problem. Ironing, by the way, is the same as cleaning. That means if you did all the washing before the nine days and you, you don't have a shirt for Shabbos that's ironed, so if it's your only shirt for Shabbos and it's mummish crumpled and whatever, avada you can iron, right? Covered Shabbos in the tunnel, right? We iron shirts before Shabbos, that's what we do. Whereas, if it's pretty much okay and you're wearing a jacket on top of it anyway so no one sees it, who's going to see you? You, know, you never take off a jacket anyway, right? So therefore, then they shouldn't generally do that, right? Unless you have to. Um, let's finish off our boy's with one last halacha, 
and that is showering. Okay, let's go back. Let's go into the guf showering during the nine days. This is the question that everybody wants to know, and everybody has to find a rabbi that says it's mota because it's got to be mota. So we just have to find the rabbi that said it's mota. So I, I will tell you that I personally believe to be a little bit. Uh, uh, you know, I understand people need heterim, and I like giving out heterim. And my Rosh Hashiva of Shimek always trained me that to try and find heterim for people because to make life easier. Now we generally do, but like I said in the beginning, people complain when it comes to Tisha B'av. I don't feel anything. I don't feel the base of And one of the reasons for that is, A, because they don't know what the base of Mikdash was, whatever, but one of the main reasons is because you never did anything that was uncomfortable for you for Chorban Habayis, and all of a sudden you rock up with all your, you know, art scrolls of every single kinnis and everything is, and you expect to, like, start crying, and it just didn't go. And this is what it all is. It's meant to be uncomfortable, yes. It's not meant to be so comfortable. This year, we're lucky, by the way, that we have a Shabbos bang smack in the middle of the nine days. So you're not going an entire week anyway. Now, Me'ika Hadin, and you should know the Torbing is the Avi Ezri, that says that the Minig is from Rosh Chodesh. You're not meant to Rochitz your Guf. The Beis brings from a Trumas Hadeshan even in cold water. I'm bringing you Roshonim, Rabbi Say. Okay, it's not in the Gemara, it's Roshonim. So, Halachal say you're not meant to really Rochitz your whole body from the nine days, from the beginning until the end of the nine days. However, there are people that are bizarre, right? So there's a famous shmur that people say, B'Shem God Lechod, that, oh, when it comes to nine days, everyone asks for a terim. When someone's sitting shiva, they never ask for a terim. I beg to differ, only because I've been asked many times by people who are sitting shiva for a head to have a shower. Because it's not pshat, they don't feel the Avedas. Pshat is, I, I just, I, I cannot sit. I, I've been sitting all day, I can't, I, I, I'm schwitzing, I'm sweating, I smell, I'm this, that, and the other. I can't go in front of people. It, it, it's not nice. So, when we can say that the rechitza, the washing you do, is not a rechitza shal tainuk. I'm not doing it because it's kishmak. Sometimes people have a shower because it's kishmak. They want to feel extra fresh. No, that's 100% awesome during the nine days. Someone that's having a shower, not because it's gishmak, and he enjoys it. It's because I smell. I, 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 I was sweating today. So then the rechitza you're doing is not a rechitza shotainik, and that's even more on Tisha B'Av which is the most common. Well, when you're not even allowed to dip your finger into water, because it's not a rechitza shotainik. But that means that it's really not a rechitza shotainik. So you're not spending 20 minutes in the shower singing, and you're not using boiling hot water and every type of soap that you possibly can and gel and all sorts of interesting assortments of, you know, things that you could put on your hair, because that's a very shaltainuk. What you're doing is, you're going in the shower, you're putting on lukewarm, not boiling hot, doesn't have to be freezing, lukewarm, you're getting in, you're using soap and shampoo to get rid of the sweat, and you're getting out of there. It shouldn't take that long. And if that's what you're doing, and you're being elach by it, then it's a rechitza she'enu shaltainuk, and therefore it's mota. And therefore it's okay. Okay, and remember, this is one of the last, you know, parts of the zeicha that we have for the base of So if it's uncomfortable for you, it's meant to be uncomfortable. That's the whole point. Right? Younger children, obviously, you can wash much more. They dirty themselves and whatever. They're not clean. That's posh. Somebody asked me, because of corona, they have more, you know, they do more washes and they wash themselves more. And if a person has taken more for the virus, and he's, especially if he's in places with other people and he wants to have a shower and he wants to wash his clothes more often and because of that he doesn't have any other clothing, then anachalami. There's a welcome to be makel. And it's the same thing also when it comes to washing the kids' clothing. Right? As we said, you can wash the kids' clothing if the kids always dirty themselves. So if a person always dirty themselves when it comes to this, also, if a person's dirty, of course he can have a shower. So sweat would be the same thing as well over there. And that's why a person has to realize that, yes, it's osa, and yes, they're a but you have to know how to use them. 
right? You've got to be elech with it. Right, and this is something that only you know. Nobody else is going to know what's going on in your head. No one else, no one else is going to go what's going on in the bathroom. It's only between you and Hashem. And therefore, this is the zeichah that we have. Yes, it's uncomfortable, but if a person, for example, knows that he can manage not having a shower every day, every second day, for example, if he doesn't sweat and smell too much, okay, then that's also fine. And that's what he should do. Right, we're not trying to look for a day and then every, tw- you know, in the morning and afternoon have a shower because I'm sweaty. It's got to be real. It's got to be real. If a person is really having a shower because he's sweaty and he's smelly, then of course have a lukewarm, quick shower with soap and shampoo. Okay, but again, you've got to be eloquent with this. Okay, now Rabbi said there's a lot of more halachas that we still have to do. We have to cover uh, the halachas of, um, for example, swimming, uh, Erev Shabbos we have to get to, fresh clothing, that's a very important thing, and then we mentioned also Matzah Shabbos, so tomorrow, Be'ez Hashem, we're going to be doing this. Okay.